Freebies. Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. I have got a goodie for you today. (laughs) Welcome to episode 184. Now, as I am recording this, I am having trouble deciding what I want to name this. One is, you are not your struggle, or who would you be without your struggle? So one of the two will land for me. But for now, I want to share both and want to invite you into this conversation. It is a powerful one. This is packed with perspective. This is, um, yeah, so much for you today. And so I want you to take that deep breath in and, and just release out and open up your heart, open up your throat, open up your mind, your gut, your belly, like just see this line coming down the front of you, going down the back of you and opening you uh, just to receive all of this information and to allow certain things to leave you today as well. This is an episode that is meant to be, they're all meant to be very transformational, but I'm really going to ask you to stretch your mind in this episode. And then you can, I'm going to offer you some work that you can take on after the episode as well. So who are you without your struggle? You are not your struggle. I am here to talk about that in depth because we identify so much with our struggle and in the way that it becomes our identity. I you know one one of the best examples. Now, this episode is backed by a lot of the conversations hosted in the mortality series. So, I will talk about death and grieving and endings in this episode too, because that's what we're doing here. We are ending a whole identity potentially, right? And one of those really powerful identities is something around widow or divorcee or something of that nature where it's become a part of your story in the way that you've taken a lot of ownership over it. You've really internalized that experience and it's become a way that you introduce yourself or when someone's getting to know you, it's one of the ways that you identify who and how you are. I know that for quite some time and even it trickles in still is about being divorced um, or like I was saying, a widow. But a couple other identities that I want to highlight and call out is I have anxiety that's a huge one. People really identify with their anxiety. That that could also be a disorder or a dysfunction. And I respect those who have been diagnosed with things. And I want to still stretch you past the identity of a diagnosis. Now, this could also revolve around certain issues that you've struggled with with your whole life. Maybe this is a health issue, a weight issue, significant other issues like, um, like I don't do well with men or like all men are this or that way. Now I'm doing a lot of 
collective statements, but whichever one you might identify with, I'm sure you also, as listening, you can identify what your own is, what your lifelong struggle has been. Uh, this could be in career, like I'm so overworked or I'm, you know, if you're someone who's always so busy and oh, I'm just so, oh, oh, you know, it's, it's part of your identity. Um, some people literally identify with car trouble, right? Like, they don't know what life would be like without car trouble, constant flat tires or whatever. And then um, there's another one that just came to my mind. Maybe I'll think of it. Oh, when girls, women say they only have guy friends because they don't get along with girls or they're not girly or something like that's an identity that not only causes a certain kind of struggle, but perpetuates a certain kind of struggle, right? Like women are empowered by other women naturally. Like that you need, like girls need girl talk. <laughs> so um, you can't get all your needs met by men. And so, so many of these identities trap us into a certain type of struggle. And so today I'm asking you to consider, think about your particular struggle in this moment and the question is, who would you be without that? Like, just if I, you know, snap my fingers and that was no longer a thing for you, who would you be? And how would you be, right? You know, one other place to look for your identity is, again, in your trauma story. Like, what has happened to you in your life that you use to identify yourself? And also, like, your family history, that could be on all sides of the spectrum, right? Like I grew up poor um, or, you know, in a dysfunctional home all the way to I grew up rich and I was um, privileged and this and that, like all of it is part of your identity. And so imagine that you were born on a different continent to a different family at a different time, maybe even a different gender, different socioeconomic status, like who would you be? And that one is a bit of a stretch, but I want to keep breaking down all the constructs to keep stretching your mind. Like, really, who am I? Who am I as an energetic being? Who am I without certain identities? And, you know, specifically the commitment of this episode is to ask you who you would be without your struggle. So again, and one of the biggest things that we all struggle with is guilt and shame, who would you be if you did not experience guilt and shame? It's unreal the potential you can unlock if you will commit to not identifying with your struggles, to kind of not identifying at all, to discovering the energetic body that you are. Like you've heard me share before that my essence, the energy of who I am is heart and vitality and power, grace and light. Right? If I commit to being those things and I let any and every identity of struggle go, never let it hang on, I am free to be. I am free to be love and heart and vitality and power and grace and light in this world. And it inspires me to show up for this podcast, to write books, to run a company, to help other people grieve and heal and transform. Like, I am so free to be and do and have and love. Because any time I start to identify with a struggle, I figure out how to let it go. 
I get in contact with support and I think it out loud and I think it all the way through and I feel my feelings about it and I release it. So now we're going to shift over to what you can do about your struggle story. The most important thing, and it's a thorough exercise, well, it can be as thorough as you make it, but if you're really committed to releasing your struggle story and living freely, I invite you to sit down and write your story. Now, when I did this for myself, there was a few very important stories that came through. My one was divorce. Another one was my athlete story, and then some in the realm of relationship with parents. And so I wrote some struggles, some ways that I identified myself inside of identifying with a struggle. And I wrote those stories out. In fact, personally, what I did was I made an entire timeline of my life. Like, where was I living this year and that year and this year and that year? And who was I in relationship with? And what were some pivotal you know, experiences of that year? And it helped me to identify where some of the biggest struggles were. And one of those biggest struggles was college basketball. And I did not know how much I struggled with that identity and tearing my ACL and where some of me had stopped growing, you know, and became fearful and hesitant and uh, again, identified with the struggle. Like, I just can't say it enough. So you'll have to look for yourself and identify those and then write those experiences out. Tell the story. How You have told your struggle story a hundred times over. You could say it in your sleep. So it won't be no trouble for you to write it down. Even if you haven't spoken it out loud to people or maybe you, just to your same best friends or whatever, you know your struggle story. You just haven't ever, I haven't. it hasn't been set up for you in this context. So now it's time to write it out. And then again, if you're really committed to releasing, sit down. Now there's two ways to do this. You can sit in the mirror with yourself and I want you to read that story 10 times. I don't care how long it is. Read it 10 times in a row. I promise you I've done this exercise with dozens of clients If you read that struggle story over and over and over 10 times, 15 times, the words lose their meaning. They shift and you don't have to do anything. You just read it. You already wrote it. Just read the damn thing over and over and over and over. And you hear it differently when you hear it that many times on purpose in a concentrated exercise I'm trying to explain what could happen, but it's pure magic, right? And so you just have to give yourself the gift of that experience. Now, I suggest doing it in the mirror or with a trained professional. You could ask a friend, but if you're going to ask a friend to be the one to support you, you will want to instruct them on how to support you, meaning please just listen to me. Do not add anything to my story. Do not react to my story. Do not soothe me. You just sit there and receive, right? Like you have to have a friend who's willing to meet you where you need to be met if you're going to trust a friend to do this with you. And so they are just there to hold space and for you to feel seen. So it must be a friend who's willing to not interject Uh, fix, change, soothe, heal, like just allow. And so just a fair and loving warning to that if you're going to enroll a friend in helping you. From writing and reading your story, it begins to open you up. And 
I can't tell you what's going to open up within you, but it, something's going to open up within you. There's going to be a release. And <laughs> from here, I would encourage you to listen to episode my episode with Timothy. Let me see if I can find it for you. It's called De- Grieving Death with Grace in the Mortality Series. I think I've referred this episode to you guys about 10 times already, but it's so good because Grieving death with grace and the concept that Timothy explains in this episode is about the death of your identities, the death of your egos, the death of your struggle story. And so he explains a few releasing ceremonies. I explain a few releasing ceremonies. My favorite is burning. His favorite is tattoos. And so it's a fun episode to listen to. And uh, after you go through this exercise of writing and reading your story, you might feel the experience of being ready to release the struggle identity. And so this episode would be very long if I went into actual release. So I encourage you to go over to those episodes, the mortality series. But beyond the release, now there's going to be a new phase that comes in and I want to prepare you for and, and basically invite you into, which is the stage of curiosity. Who am I? Who am I without my identity? Because if you do the exercise of actually releasing, you are going to have so much more room in your head and heart, and you will actually have also genuine curiosity. Now, what's important to do about the curiosity is not rush through it. You might experience this stage like the void, wide open. And we naturally gravitate to an identity. We feel obligated to identify ourselves. But what if you were just nothing and no one? What if you didn't have to be anyone or anything? Who would you be? It's okay to not know for a while. It's okay to discover instead of pick or just go with what you know, or go with what you've been told. Um, I I wanna say about um, anxiety or ADHD or OCD, a couple of those things, We it's, it's what we've known for so long that we've never been given many other options outside of it. And we may have been told those things from so young that, I mean, they are hard facts to us. And there's no other possibility for us. So I'm really asking you to just be in the space of discovery and curiosity. And naturally you will evolve, but if you stay in curiosity and discovery, this could be a day, a week, a month. I would encourage you to not know who you are for an extended period of time because you will discover that you have genuine curiosities. You have things you, you're like, oh, I forgot I never tried that or I, I never learned more about this thing or that thing. And so I just really, really encourage you to spend time in the not knowing. And then naturally you will evolve into a state of declaring and creating yourself. It's after that new space of play and exploration and experimentation. And then you're like, this is who I am. And it's not, you might select some old things, like you might bring some old things back in, but at least now you're at choice about them. You're not actually conditioned to be them because it's all that you ever knew. You might reincorporate parts about you that you know and love and that feel good and and powerful, 
And then you might also incorporate new things that you've discovered along the way of this curiosity stage. So you'll start to declare and actually create your identity. And then we're talking about Hearts Unleashed. You would actually start to share this new version of you. You would start to learn yourself so well that you're like, this is who I am now. And that's an interesting stage because when you go back into your life, now you don't go on sabbatical to do this. You're doing this in your everyday, right? And people will recognize that you're going through a transformational phase, but then you start to show up into your life with a different power and grace and poise and attitude and um, a great, you know, I want to refer my book, Giving Up, Giving Up, The Memoir of a Quitter, because this stage of my life, when I was kind of doing this recreation and I was shedding all these identities, part two of Giving Up, Giving Up, The Memoir of a Quitter is Like each chapter is named after an identity that I actively chose to shed and release because it wasn't, they weren't the fullest versions of me. They helped me move through phases of life, but they became outdated. And if I didn't release them, I would get outdated. I would not be thriving if I stayed any of the different quitters that I explain in that book. It's about recreating, declare, create yourself, and then share yourself. So you have to start to show up to life like this is who I am, and these are my new boundaries, these are my new standards, and this is how I want to be treated, and this is how I want to be viewed. And people will resist that for a while. It's natural, and it's okay. It doesn't mean you stop allowing yourself to be your most authentic self. It means you learn to love yourself more and you keep transforming, and you keep empowering yourself, and those people will adapt. They will. And so, my friend, you are not your struggle. You do not have to perpetuate your struggle. And by you becoming and being you out loud, you will naturally inspire others to do exactly the same. And that's what we are doing here at Hearts Unleashed. We are causing a ripple effect of authenticity. So thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. I love you. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.